This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. Today, I was filing my nails in the car with the windows down, and nail dust got in my eye. So that's why I have a friend here to help me help you, Avital Ash. Hey. Hi. I'm sorry about the nail dust. It was really weird. I probably shouldn't have been filing my nails while driving, but that's on me. What if it turns out that there's some like magical properties in nail dust, and maybe you end up with <gasps> supervision? That would be amazing. I would want to see through lies. Yeah. That, if I could have that would be x-ray good. anything, yes. I don't need to see through clothes. I want to no. see through the bullshit. That's that's a good one. I feel like you're probably, your bullshit radar is probably pretty good. You know what? I don't know. I think I can tell if someone's lying to me and if someone's a bad person pretty easily. Yeah. But I don't know. There's some good liars out there that's and I've true. dated all of them. Oh, God. <laughs> I dated one. I wonder if you ever dated him too. A bad liar? Well, no, like a good liar that oh. I couldn't see through. Oh, did yeah. he lie about tiny things too? Yes, he's a sociopath, I that's, think. Yeah, that's where it gets really hard when yeah. they lie about like what they had for lunch. Yes. There was like he wouldn't drink with me and he had a drink, like a clear glass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're drinking? And he was like, no, it's water. And I was like, okay, can I taste it? And he's like, sure. And I took a sip and it was vodka. Like, why Why are you going to lie about that? He I found lied out, yes. all the way up until it was in your mouth. Yeah. And even That's then, he so wasn't weird. like, just kidding. He just, like, let me. And I was like, why are you lying? And then he ignored me, and he was the worst ever. <gasps> um, but, yeah. But sometimes you can't tell. Sometimes they're good, and they have no shame. Yeah. If I could lie about anything and be good at it, I feel like if it, I would like to lie if I didn't enjoy someone's work, and they were asking me, yes. but didn't want notes. Right. If they were like, here's a thing. I love it. It's in its final draft. I don't need any notes. What did you think about it? I would love to be able to lie in that moment. Right. Can like, you? I mean, I'd be like, so proud of you for making this. Yes. See, that's what I can do. I can do like, you wrote it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Good job doing the writing. Yeah. Yes. All those pages. Exactly. But I would never be like, I, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't say I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's a good quality. I think it might be, too. I like that in a person. What's your best quality? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, maybe because the seeds have been planted, but I think I'm pretty honest. That's good. Um, And sometimes I'll I'll say, I'll go ahead and say it's a virtue, but sometimes people don't like it. A lot of times people don't like honesty. Yes. And I'm not like an asshole. Like some people, I hate when people are like, I'm just being honest. And it's like, no, you're being an asshole. There's a difference. Totally. Um, I'm not, I try not to do that, but I guess we all probably do it sometimes. (laughs) I'm not never an asshole, but just rarely. But like 90%. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, me. sure. We did a quick internet stalk of you. Oh. And found out that you used to model for American Apparel. <laughs> Is that true? I did uh, like a handful of times. Really cool stuff. Let's see if we can pull anything up for me. Oh my gosh, you can? I worked at American Apparel, and it was the onset of my 
closet OCD. So every hanger is white, and every hanger is equidistant, spread one finger distance. Wow. That's how they made his clothes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that was only the tip of the iceberg. Oh, my goodness. American Apparel closing. Was that here? Yeah. When I first moved here, I was, like, taking acting classes and doing dance auditions and then working at American Apparel. Oh, my gosh. Is this it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's another one. day over 12. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you in this? I think I was, like, 19. Oh, my gosh. So I was a little baby. You got a young little face. (laughs) I think they really captured it. I do look about 12 there. (laughs) They really captured it. But there's another photo that might show up that I, like, cropped and used as a headshot my first several years in L.A. Yeah. Did you... you dabble in model mayhem do you remember that yes website? yes i did you did and i had somebody i think do like my first real headshots in quotes because mm-hmm. it was still not real it was like free trade for print off for of sure model mayhem you did model mayhem too i did and oh it was horrendous it was i was living in florida we're both from florida yes. so it was when i was living in south florida and i wanted to try and get headshots because it was around the time where i was working on the dance movie i think that i was I was working on a dance movie and figured maybe I'll continue to dance after this. So I needed a headshot and I went on Model Mayhem, which is like a free site that, yeah, they can yes. like use your photos as long as you let them take it. Oh, there's the purple. Sorry. That oh. was that was an American Apparel shot, too. And then this is the one that you used as your headshot when yes. it's close up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> That's so insane. Model Mayhem is scary. Yes. It was like... Uber for photography. Yeah, it's really scary. It's strange. In hindsight, I'm like, how did? Why did either of us think that was an okay thing to do? It, it is. If my mom knew, yeah, I would be in so much trouble to this day. <laughs> That's so scary. A strange man is taking photos of you mm-hmm. in a bikini in a park. Yep. Or like on the beach, or it just is never. It's never safe. It's never in those. We're pictures lucky to be alive. On the internet forever. Mm-hmm. We honestly are. Yeah. Thank God. That's so scary. I don't, I, doesn't it still exist? Does Model Mayhem still exist? It does. Exist? I think it's scarier that you did it in Florida, to be honest. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Everything is scarier yes. in Florida. I did it here, at least. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, that's... How long have you lived in L.A.? Oh, my gosh. Since straight out of high school, so... Really? Oh, so a while. So you went to college out here? years. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't go to college. So you were... You went in... You were in school in... Florida mm-hmm. in high school, and then you said, I'm going to move to L.A. to be an actress. More or less. It was I wanted to act. I wanted to write. I wanted to direct. I wanted to do everything. And um, I was not in a great place with my parents at the time, so I sort of, like, just ended up out here and mm. then was like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. But, yes, like, more or less, I wanted to be in entertainment. Whoa. Good for you. Thanks. Really cool. Thank you. Did you go to school? I went for a little bit, yeah. and then I dropped out to be in that movie and then after the movie I was like oh this is a whole life that I want to live hell yeah and then I moved out here to do the same thing that's awesome yeah really cool very cool what's the most Florida thing that you still do oh my gosh what a good question I mean I think there's a weird part of my identity that will always be like an outsider and that's probably from being from Miami Mm -hmm. and like being the only one in high school who wasn't listening to like pop music or hip hop and or Mr. 305 worldwide right I still have my 305 area code I still have my 407 hey Mm -hmm. Uh, but like I remember people were like oh you're goth do you listen to Avril Lavigne and I would get so (laughs) mad because I was like Avril Lavigne is not goth I hated (laughs) Avril Lavigne I was like that's what you guys listen to and uh, I feel like I'm still very Florida in that way where I like just feel like an outsider really yeah that makes sense I mean Miami is an interesting place to grow up if you're not 
Hispanic. Like yeah. when I was working in Miami, all of my friends were Hispanic. Yeah. So it was like I was the only kind of Asian one there. I didn't know what your ethnicity was. You I'm are so Filipino. mysterious. I'm so mysterious. Hey. And then I'll, I won't tell you the rest. <gasps> I just a little bit of Filipino. And then you and, can guess the rest. And You'll Native American. And, and mm-hmm. uh, Native American. No, close though. Normal American. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Irish and Polish. Wow. The cool. mystery is revealed. All right. Now I know. Yeah, because you could, you look like you could be Latina. You could be part black. I don't know. You, <laughs> you could, could be, be kind of. Thing. Yeah. I yeah. think I, I could. If I was a good actress, I could be anything. That's but true. But since I'm not, I will be me. You're terrible. That's right. Yeah, bad liar. That's a good quality, though. Yeah. yeah. I would rather be a bad liar than a good liar. For yeah, same. Sure. Acting is different because it's like everybody knows that you're saying the words you're supposed to say. Yeah. And you're there to lie. Yeah. It's different than like trying to trick people in an everyday setting. Yeah. Acting is interesting. It's like a permission to lie. Yes. Cool. It's an expectation to lie. Yeah. You have to. You'll yeah. be fired. <laughs> or I guess it's like a way. I like that dumb quote about like how your job as an actor is just to tell the truth. <gasps> so like that's the other way to look at it. Ooh. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. I think it was James Cagney who was like, hit your mark, look the other fella in the eye and tell the truth. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, I love that. that. And my arms are cold. <gasps> That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I like that. What's my favorite quote, huh? What uh, is it? My favorite quote? Oof. Yeah. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Ooh. It's all right there. That's Just open good. your eyes. What's that from? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, of course. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't remember it at all. From Pure Imagination. Uh, I gotta that's my favorite, it. favorite song in the world. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. You're making me want it now. Yeah, you need it. Um, but this is not a podcast about Charlie and the Chocolate no. Factory, although I wish it were. Start one. <laughs> I really should. <laughs> I probably could. I would just repeat myself all the time how it's the best movie invented. It'll be a niche audience for people who just want to hear over and over how it's the best movie <laughs> ever invented. over and over. <laughs> they wouldn't even replay. It would just be new episodes <laughs> saying the same thing. Yeah. It is an advice podcast where people write into us, people in sticky situations, we do our best to help them get out of it by our words of wisdom. Maybe we went through something very similar, or we would tell them what they should do or would do if we were in their position. Okay. Do you feel like you have a lot of responsibility and a lot of power when you answer these questions? Honestly, no. No. Okay. I feel like everything should be taken with a grain of salt, especially from a 27-year-old single person. (laughs) Okay, cool. So Great, because I don't want... You know, There's no to pressure. Live and die by my lack of experience. For sure. Great. Let's jump in. I'm 22 and I've been with my current boyfriend since I was 15. Whoa, math. Seven years. Thank you. <laughs> You're real good at that. Fast math. Although our relationship is great, we took a break eight months ago so that we could work on ourselves. During that time, I ended up casually dating a guy for a couple of months. Eventually, my boyfriend and I got back together. But he confessed to me that he had slept with another girl. (gasps) It broke my heart and made me regret that I haven't slept with the boy I had been seeing. I know my boyfriend is the one. However, I can't seem to let go that he was intimate with another girl. What would you guys do? From Helplessly Hopeful. Oh my gosh. Seven years, they take a break for eight months to work on yourselves. They both start dating other people, kind of. But he slept with another girl, and she did it, and she feels like she missed the mark and will never have that opportunity again. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's different for everybody, but I feel like if she's like, he's the one and I want to be with him, and it's just kind of the egotism of he's been with someone and I should be with someone, 
then she's probably not going to enjoy being with someone anyway. She'll probably just be thinking of him the whole time. Yeah. But I get it. It's a it's a shitty feeling. You're like, well, I could have, I should have. Right. It was like, we're not even, or it's a tit for tat thing. Yeah. She's like, I didn't, I didn't get everything that you got. Yeah. Yeah. That is an interesting, but if he is the one, then it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. If you can get over it. Uh, and accept that that happened because it happened and move on. Yeah. But I, I mean, personally, I'm so sensitive. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I could get over it. I don't know if I could either. I mean, and there is a scenario where, like, there's a permissible tit for tat, but that's much harder because it's going like, well, we want to be together. We belong together. But yeah. you go ahead and sleep with someone else and I'll be fine with it. Like, right. I don't know how you navigate that. I guess... In my experience, I guess it did kind of happen. Yeah. I dated a guy and we broke up and he was like, when we talked about it, he was like, this, it was the end for me. I thought that we were done. So she asked me out for drinks. We had 11 drinks each. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were both uh, dipsomaniacs to say the least. And he, I found out it was horrendous for a long time and I would always be like, bringing her up and never getting over it and then a year went by and I finally just grew out of it and don't care anymore we still talk every now and then we go on like a date I did get over it so that's good to know I mean in both instances I think it's huge that they were honest yeah I think that's a really good sign. Yeah. But yeah, only you can really tell if you are able to get over it and like put it behind you or not. Yeah. And for the longest time, I wasn't. I was like, oh, I'll forever hate this girl. Yeah. And then after so long, I was like, I'm done caring about something so negative. So I invited her out to drinks. We had drinks. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, let's talk about this. I don't know. And then we had drinks. And for the little bit, the first little bit, we were like pretending like nothing was wrong, right? Like, oh, thanks for inviting me here. I haven't been to this bar so long. Oh, I love Silver Lake. Yeah, it's really fun. And then finally she was like, so we should talk about this. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not like the reason why I asked you here at all. And so we lodged into talking about it. I heard her side. She heard mine. She apologized profusely. At the end, I got the bill for our $180 worth of drinks. Oh, my gosh. And and then we've been fine. And it didn't make it, it didn't like drudge it up for you in a way that made it worse talking to her? No. Honestly, it was better because even if she is a pathological liar, which I do think she is, mm-hmm. it was still, um, I guess, like woman enough to be able to even put herself into a position yeah. like that. Even yeah. if you are lying about all of it, you still like made the effort to try and make it better. Yeah. So if I see you in a work setting, I'm not going to hate you anymore. I'm just going to be like, I'm not going to eat lunch with you. Right. But like I'll say hi and catch up. Just but, because like, especially when it's in a professional setting, you can't. That That's starting to affect your job and your right. performance. Right. That might, I mean, that's great advice. If there's a scenario where she can talk to this girl, that might help her move forward. Oh, weird. Maybe. Could you ever... It's funny because you read it and your voice is so, like, serene and calm. So I was like, she's already dealt with this. She's fine. Like, <laughs> it made it seem like her problem was finished. I was like, she's she can handle it. She's got it. Wait, so if you were dating a, a guy and you guys broke up and he slept with another girl and you were clean and then you wanted to get back with this dude, would you want to talk to the girl? I think I... I don't know because it really – well, A, it depends on the girl and, like, what kind of relationship I had with her before. None. None. This is a brand new girl you never knew. You know what? I don't know if I would because what yeah. What am I going to get out of it? Right. Like, like, I guess the only thing that you could get is do you love my boyfriend or does he say anything to you about longevity? Right. That's the only thing that you would get out of the conversation. Yeah. Other than that, you'd just be like, 
sizing yourself up the whole time. <laughs> right. Well, I had so I I dated this guy. It was he was so much older. It was also like when I first moved here, um, and I was eighteen and he was like twenty eight. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, no. He was 82. <laughs> he was 82. How did you know? No, I was like 21 and he was like 36. Okay. And I met one of my best friends through him because they started dating. This, I feel like this might be useless and I should stop. But we went, <laughs> we went, <laughs> continues. we met up at one point and he was trying to make me feel guilty about seeing other people, even though we were not together. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, I know you were sleeping with this girl. Yeah. And then I got this crazy message from her being like, Oh my gosh, he talked about you the whole time. He missed, and I'm like, I don't want to get back together with this guy. I don't need a message from you explaining that while you were hooking up, he right. was talking about me, and now she's one of my best friends. Oh, I love <laughs> but it. I was so annoyed. I was like, don't send me this message. I didn't ask for it. Like, <laughs> I don't even like this guy. We're right. over. We're done. He's ancient. Um, <laughs> He's literally, ancient. <laughs> 36 is ancient. Is to <laughs> a 21 year old. Um, but. So I don't know, maybe there is a friendship there, but I was like, even if I had liked him, would it have really made me feel better to hear her say, oh, he just couldn't stop talking about you? Like, maybe. Yeah, But I also, did he tell you to say that? Like, yeah. so I don't know what, what I would hope to get from it, other than maybe some closure. So maybe that's worthwhile. Right. He, she can't let go that he was intimate with the other girl. So, like, what does she do from here? Because she's not going to sleep with the other boy if she wants to get back together. Right. Or if I think they're together right now from the, the looks of it. Can they have just, like, a very open and frank conversation where she's like, hey, maybe I need to go out and get laid to move past this? That would be – I mean, yeah, that would be great to have an open conversation. But if someone said that to me – Yeah. If if I was in a relationship and they're like, hey, not going to get past this unless I get on top of someone else or any any preposition you choose, (laughs) uh, I don't know if I would be able to do – I'd be – I would probably say, go do your thing, but I will not be here when you return. Yeah, that's fair because it's not – I'm like trying to make it one to one, like the ratio is the same, but it's not. One is you were broken up and they were with someone. Right. And then this idea of vengeance is you're back together and you go be with someone. Right. That's different. It is, yeah, it's not an even playing field at all given the circumstances. So I, well, okay, well, this seems like a place where we should do, should do, would do. Okay. So we do what should she do and then what actually would you do if you were in this position? Oh, man. Sometimes they're the same and sometimes they're not. Sometimes, mm-hmm. most of the times, what we would do is much worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what she should do, I think, is talk to him about it and be honest with herself about whether or not she can move forward. And um, I'm of two minds about this idea of, like, have you ever read uh, John Steinbeck wrote a letter to his son who was in love at camp? Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. If you can include links, on, the, I yes. highly recommend it. It's my favorite thing because he just deals with the way that he talks about love is so beautiful and so encouraging and talks about how there are two different kinds of love and there's like um, a love that uses the other person for self-importance and then there's like a love that releases goodness and kindness in you that you didn't even know you had. That's like the real value, the the appreciating the value of another person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... He also says nothing good gets away. And so I'm of two minds about that. Like, okay, if this is your guy then maybe you can go, you can be like, hey, you know what? I still need some time to sow my wild oats and we'll reconvene, but I'm not over this and I just need some more time. Yeah. And maybe they'll still end up together. But then, you know, you also hear those stories of regret of like, I shouldn't have walked away when I knew what I had in front of me. So Ah. I think, you know, part of me is like, I'll just defer to John Steinbeck (laughs) because he knows more than I do. Um, but, But part of me is like, maybe embrace that nothing good gets away. And if you 
have an open and honest conversation, she might find that, you know what, I don't want to risk losing you. Yeah. Or she might be like, as much as I love you, I'm not, I'm not going to get over this. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a trial to see if she can get over it. And I think, I, I think that I, I guess that is what I would do. Because what else can you do? Right. You see if you can get over it, if the person really seems worth it. And if you're just not in the place, you got to be honest about that too. A hundred percent. I think that's great advice. I'm not even going to say what I think. Whoa. Because I do think the same thing. Okay. Okay, good. I was like, what do <laughs> you think? Because it'll just be repeating myself again, repeating you. But cool. I, think so, I think so too. The test run, see if you can do it. And I think mainly give yourself time because it seems like you're not over it. Maybe it is like another break situation, but breaks are really difficult. They really are. And you know what? Also, I don't think I knew at 22, but that I feel very clearly now, and I bet you do too, is that you can have very separate experiences with people that have nothing to do with each other. So, like, I think I would have done this thing, well, he didn't really love me if he could be with someone else. Right. And they're so, it's so not how it works, mm -hmm. especially when you're broken up. I mean, infidelity is a different thing. But, like, you can have this one isolated experience that has no bearing on how you feel about another person. A hundred percent. I completely agree. Speaking of breaks, I was arguing with a friend a while ago about this, and I think I've come to a conclusion because I rewatched it, but do you think that Ross and Rachel were on a break in Friends? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, do you? Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah. She, I'm trying to remember because I've also it's watched been a while since I've seen it. But I think he comes over and she's with the guy from work, right? Or I think she had said, I need time or I'm over this or something. Yes. But it was like on a voicemail or something. Yeah. What, did, what exactly happened? She knows all of Friends. They were fighting about Mark, Rachel's coworker that uh, Ross was jealous of. Right. Um, and she said, I, I, they were like in the heat of a fight. And she says, I don't know. Maybe we just need to take a break. Right. And he says, okay, yeah, like, let's go get some frozen yogurt. Like, let's yes, take a yes. break. Like, let's just Just verbatim. We're watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, no, Ross. A break from us. Uh-huh. And then there's no discussion, and he leaves the he leaves out the door. Yes. Yeah, that's a break. That's the break. You called it off. For her to say that they're not on a break is outrageous. It's crazy. Okay. She called it off. What on. are you talking about? But I'm glad you feel that way, too. So here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Would you go out and sleep with somebody if somebody that you were in love with said, let's take a break? If that happened to you, how would you feel? Would you feel cheated on that night? If someone, got to put myself in this position, if someone told me we're on a break. If you are Rachel, you yeah. said, we have to go on a break. Your boyfriend is Ross. He doesn't say anything. He goes out and sleeps with somebody else. And you guys talk the next day. Would you feel cheated on? No. I would feel cheated on, but I am not cheated on because I called the break on. Mm. If she didn't say that, he wouldn't have done that. See, I also am like, we're not necessarily super fair and rational human beings because as soon as I'm in Rachel's position, I'm like, fuck, you couldn't, you couldn't wait one night and you well, had to go and sleep with someone else? For sure. But when I'm like in Ross's that. position, I'm like trying to get over it and like right. going to numb myself the way people use booze or drugs or sex. Like, yeah. yeah, he's just trying to not feel what he's feeling for her. Right. I would feel <laughs> horrible, and I would feel as if I'm cheated on, but I am not. Even being Rachel, I am yes, not. Yes. So, like, this literally happened to me. Like, maybe not in the tiny, like, time span of a day. Like, it happened, and, yeah, I, 
I mean, we were on a break. You're on a break. I mean, I I don't love Ross, but I agree with him, and that's an Ross was my first sexual dream. What? I showered with David Schwimmer in a dream of mine when I was very young. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. Were Steve. you attracted to him before or after the dream? I guess after, but I not think, before. I don't think so. I was like, "Oh, this is weird that you're here taking a shower." But <laughs> I think like I liked how how emotional he was, mm-hmm. and I think his delivery is really great. Oh, he's but, I mean, great. He's now very funny. Chandler's my guy. Really? Mm-hmm. You hate Chandler? No, I love Chandler. I mean, I love them all, but I think Phoebe might be my favorite. That's so interesting. I've been yeah. meeting a lot of people that like Phoebe so much. Interesting. And I, she's fine to me. She doesn't kill you. Mm-mm. Oh, she kills me. But but it changes. Friends is really just a reflection of you, you know? Oh <laughs> Where my God, you're you sound like my therapist. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> One time, I was like, <laughs> the first session that I had with my therapist, I was like, I love your energy. It's so easy to open up and connect with you. And she was like, I'm just a reflection of you. Aww. And I was like, do you want to get a drink after this? <laughs> and what did she say? I didn't ask her that. Okay. <laughs> she was like, oh, we good. have to stop working together. Yeah, this is becoming a little uncomfortable. <laughs> they have too much power. It's like what I was saying about you. I'm like, do you ever feel like oh, you're going to steer them wrong? I know. Therapists I th- have a lot of therapists power. Therapists and psychics yeah. both have a lot. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> it's like, I'll listen to you, even if I don't want to. Yeah, you like, feel like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why I went to a psychic, and she was like, I see a man coming into your life the next two months, and his name has, his, the first letter of his name has a curve on it, like an R or a P. And I was like, okay, so literally everyone I meet, I'm like, okay, M, N, no, no, until something has, like, a bit of a curve, and I'm like, hmm, who are you? Interesting. <laughs> see, I don't like it, though, because I'm not, I keep it in the back of my mind, but I'm not like, this is it, because right. we have free will, and but I also, still don't know how I feel about psychics yet. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I mean, I guess I kind of think there are people that are just attuned, but I don't yeah. know that most of them are, like, milking it for cash. Yeah, Totally. So I don't know. Plus, what if, even if, like, giving her the benefit of the doubt, the extreme benefit of the sure. doubt that she's right and knows everything, what if the person you met goes by their middle name? Ooh. It's a twist. See? There's always circumstances. It's true. It is. It is weird how right she has been. I oh. will say that. All right. Interesting. But I'm still, because my intro, my foray into it was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And little old me is super malleable in my mind, like young me. I was like, ooh, I'm going to read every whatever I read, I believe. So then I started to be like, that's not a good way to live. <laughs> Let me figure everything out by myself. And so I started like trying different psychics to see like what it is. And I found one that I got along with. Um, and she doesn't call herself a psychic because that's good. What does she call herself? Um, what does she call herself? A medium? She she is a medium, but I think she calls herself a, uh, ooh, some, I mean, probably something with energy, but she, she does life coaching more so than anything else. But she uses her intuition to help people with their careers. Interesting. Like people writing books or trying to like make shows and stuff like that. And She's, you love her? I really do like her. Okay. She's nice. I'm curious. She's dope. Oh, my gosh. She makes me feel real good. That's good. I guess that's worth it then. <laughs> yeah. Whether she has, like, any special connect- psychic yeah. ability. She's just fun to talk to. Yeah. She's another person that's kind of like a therapist but isn't telling me what to do. Right. Mm. Do you have a therapist, too? Mm-hmm. All right. So you're getting a lot of advice. And you're giving advice. <laughs> that's right. I'm just spewing what they're telling me <laughs> to everybody else. You're absorbing it and then releasing it. That's right. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm the medium. You are. Yeah. Uh, but what was I saying about her? About the guy thing? Hmm. 
that you have had this exact scenario. I don't know how we got into psychics anymore. Who knows? Anyway, try things out for yourself. That's my (laughs) advice. That's good advice. Thank you. You have to, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out on your own. Truly, that's the only way to learn. Yeah. Heartbreak and baptism by fire are the two easiest ways to learn something. You got to learn something by just getting thrown into it or heartbreak. Yeah. Those are heartbreak is also kind of just being thrown into it, right? You're right. Yeah. And thrown out of it. How else do you learn? You can like, it's like the speech from Goodwill Hunting, right? Where you can like look at pictures of the, <laughs> Irene touched her heart. Like she's right with me. He, do you want to recite it? Can you, do you know it by heart? Oh my gosh. Oh, no, I don't no, know by anything heart. by heart. The Lord's Prayer. Uh, yeah. I don't know any, anything. I know like every Leonard Cohen lyric by heart. Ooh, I know the Bring It On screenplay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know Clueless. I've never seen Clueless, but I do have a jacket that every time I wear it, people are like, that's a Clueless jacket. Oh, my God. I want to see the jacket, but also you've never (laughs) seen Clueless? No, but I know, like, as if. Yeah, that's fine. But that's, like, (laughs) not what the movie's about. What's the movie about? Oh, it's so good. Some dude is in love with her, and she's like, ugh. mm." Is that it? (laughs) No. It's so much more. It's such a great movie. Can we watch it? Yeah, let's do it. Can we have a date? Like, yeah. It's just, it's a perfect movie. I have really good taste, and <laughs> Clueless is exceptional. I only hear good things about Clueless. It's really good, and it's a lot smarter than you'd think, just Ooh. by, yes. I yes. love that. I want to, like, tell you, but I won't, because you should experience it. I won't give away jokes, or it's Ooh. so good. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it. We'll watch it. Yes. I'll watch it. Yes. Great. Did you, what were we looking for <laughs> that we may have found? <laughs> Did I you forgot find the keyword. It was the Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> the, the Sistine Chapel. He's like, you can, it's something about how you can, like, read books or see pictures of the Sistine Chapel, but yes. you won't know what it smells like uh. in the Sistine Chapel, or... <gasps> I, it might be mixing up several different lines, but the gist mm, is, like you know, that. Will Hunting thinks he's so smart because yeah. he's read a bunch of books, but he hasn't had any life experience. Right. And Robin Williams, R.I.P., my love, was like, He says, nope. so if I asked you about art, you'd probably give me the skinny on every art book ever written. Michelangelo, you know a lot about him. Life's, life's work, political aspirations, him and the Pope, sexual orientations, the whole works, right? But I'll bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. You've never actually stood there and looked up at the beautiful ceiling, seen that. Wow. Goes on with another beautiful monologue. Oh, I have chills. Me too. Yikes. That movie's so good. That's real good. I don't think I've seen the Sistine Chapel. In art, I took art history for way too long. And that is wild. Shoot, my art history instructor was like so pretentious and like was shoving all this information down our throats. And I was a graphic design major, so I didn't care about this. <laughs> and but then when I started traveling and seeing what she was talking about, I was like, oh, this is way cooler that I know anything about this. Or like the first time that I saw it was in textbooks or tests. And now I see it in real life for myself and like I know about it. Yeah, it's a different thing to, like, know versus, like, uh, oh, God, I'm going to misquote this now, too. Amir's favorite movie is White Men Can't Jump. Oh, yeah. My dad used to have that movie. Yeah. There's a thing. Who are they listening to? This is so bad. I'm sorry. I'm derailing (laughs) this whole podcast. I could just ask him, but it's like they're listening to someone and this, 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 this. If you're listening to someone, White Men Can't Jump, quote. Let's see what we get from that. Yeah. Oh, God. But it's just like you can hear him, but you can't hear him or you can listen, but you can't hear him. It's like. You can know something oh. without knowing it. Ooh. Oh, you can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. There we go. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cut all of this out. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. There was another quote I love, just not kind of knowing the quotes that we're trying to say. In Parenthood, well, it wasn't a quote. It was one of the 
actors in parenthood goes to a relationship therapy counseling person or something and he always has to repeat these specific mantras when he's conversing with his wife and it's like I hear you and I see you and he would get so mad and he would still have to be like I hear you and I see you but he would just like go off the rails with it but it's interesting yeah I got in an argument with someone yesterday that he was like bringing up so much negativity just so he could know that I'm understanding where he's coming from it took so long and I was like I could never understand exactly how you feel but I hear you and like once I said that he was like a bear he was like so like fine with everything and I was like it's crazy how much you needed just to be heard yes but like we do as humans we We just need to be heard yes it's so true yeah it's like such a good way to diffuse something yeah just okay I hear you I've been trying in anytime I get into like minor altercations I've been trying to tell the people that I'm there in order to make things better in a way. So if like someone's yelling for some reason, I'm like, what can I do in this situation to make you feel better or to relieve the situation? But it's also bitten me in the ass because I'll say that and they're like, why don't you care? Like you're so pragmatic that all you want to do is fix things. And I'm like, okay, I'll just like take a backseat. But it's like, it's uh, this is my downfall. It's <laughs> a great <laughs> intention. Is that? But it can also be hard because sometimes I feel like especially women, and I'm normally not a person who says that because men, there really are men that do everything women do and vice versa, but like that it is a a more female quality to want the other person to know what to do Mm. without having to be told. So I could see that situation both being like, oh, wow, yeah, let me think about how to handle this productively. Here's what I'd like you to do. Or, well, why don't you know what to do? Why don't you come up with the answer? It's not (laughs) my job to tell you how to fix it. Right. I just, I get in trouble a lot, I guess, when people think that I don't care because I kind of strip all the emotion away when Mm -hmm. I think things need to be better. Like a lot of times I'll like write an email or a text message or something, but I'll just be like, here are all of the facts. Here's everything that's real. Let's build off of this because this is logic. And then people are like, no, put logic aside. Like, where's your emotion? Where, why are you not hurt? I'm like, but that's how you're supposed to be able to fix it is to take the emotion out of it and like look at what's happening. I, yeah. That's like what I'm told is the healthy Apparently thing. Apparently it's not healthy. Uh, <laughs> From someone that does it, doesn't work very my well. My therapist says it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't win. You really can't. Yeah. And that's what I've learned in life. Yeah. You can't win. Yeah, we're just doomed to lose. That's fine. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and I'm done. You're going to edit all of me out. And I'm crying. <laughs> um, ooh, question number two. Sure. Shall we? You can't win. That's you the can't answer. win. You can win. You can win. We're here to win. That's right. Coach. <laughs> Not too long ago, I started dating this guy and made a new friend around the same time. I was really enjoying these new relationships, but I started having doubts after I found out my new friend was actually my new boyfriend's ex. He told me that I had nothing to worry about, but a few weeks later, he texted me that he didn't feel the chemistry between us and wanted to break up. A month after that, I get a wedding invitation from him. Apparently, he's marrying his ex, my friend. This is crazy. That's not all. A month ago, he called me up and told me he missed me and wanted to be friends. I'm not naturally a violent person, but I think I could strangle him. Should I attend this wedding and make a scene, or are these crazy people just not worth it? From I'm not bitter. Uh, You're bitter, but of course you are. Gosh. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Wow. So much to unpack here. But first of all, 
this sucks a lot. Yeah. This we sucks. should just say Massively, that. this sucks. This sucks. I'm sorry. He's marrying the ex, which I guess from a third person's perspective is fine. Right. <laughs> right. Because they already had chemistry and a history and all the other subjects before he met you. Right. That makes it better. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. Right? Versus like, oh, you're going to leave me for my new friend who you don't know except for me. Right. That's like, yeah, okay, that would be they way worse. You. Yes. That would be way worse. Okay, being texted that you don't have chemistry and wanted to break up <laughs> is probably the worst thing that I could have received. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Don't text a breakup. <laughs> And don't do it at an umami after we order fries <laughs> and a burger. Wait, you're with someone who texted you a breakup? I'm oh, so confused. no. I was in person, and we went to an umami, and he started to break up with me after we ordered our food. Oh, no. And the food was delivered right when I was like, wait, are you breaking up with me? <gasps> and he was like, that's what I wanted to talk about. And they were like, truffle fries? Oh, And I was no. like, wrap it up, bucko. <laughs> We're oh, headed out. It's like a movie scene. That's yeah. so bad. And it was like when I guess I, a text is better than that. Yeah, yeah. I think a text would have been much better than. <laughs> now I have to spend the night with you. Right. It was like it was horrendous. And yeah. I, I remember like I this is when I first started trying to read NLP books, which is basically hacking your mind. It's called neurolinguistic programming, and essentially it's changing everything that you feel into visualization. Whoa. Yeah, it's really weird. It doesn't work fully for me, but I was trying to do it. And I remember reading a chapter that was like, if you feel pain, try to disembody your mind from your actual vessel. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to replay this breakup scene, and I'm going to see Umami from basically a surveillance angle. And then I'm going to see him say the words, I want to break up, and see the guy come bring the fries, and then see me shut down, and then just take my my mind away from it. And then apparently you're supposed to like freeze it, like freeze frame, like a photo, and then turn down in your mind the saturation until it's like black and white. And then you're supposed to not feel as deeply as you did part of the moment. Whoa. Did it's it a work really, for you at all? A little bit. And I started to do it when I stubbed my toe. So I would like stub my toe on something and I would jump, run and jump. Quick question. When you stub your toe, what's your immediate protocol? Ah, and I like grab it. You grab it? Yeah. What do you do? Yell a profanity and grab it. You grab yeah. it? Yeah. You guys both grab it? Yeah, kind of like hop on oh, one you know foot what I and do? hold the I toe. I check to make sure it didn't like rip my nail off or anything. Oh yeah, I check it too. And, and then I still squeeze standing? it. Yeah. yeah. What? what well, then I sometimes get on the floor and hold it. <laughs> if I stub my toe, I instantly run to the first horizontal substance, and I go in fetal position and go, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry to laugh, but that's amazing. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you guys. You should have a video to accompany, because the face <laughs> that you're making with the sound is pretty good. But when I do that, then I start doing surveillance camera again, and I go, oh, this will hurt less if I am not part of the moment. <laughs> so I've read, I think it's... Maybe Radical Acceptance. <gasps> um, I want to double check and make sure that it's the right book after. But but she talks about um, how the advice is like to uh, be f- – I really wish that I had just like read everything and watched every movie before I came in here. But basically like – and this is my paraphrasing. It's worth reading the book. Um, and I didn't finish it. I should have. It's very good. But like when you're in pain to kind of either A, like moment to moment call up every emotion that comes in by name. And it moves so quickly. So like you might have had embarrassment, shame, uh, feeling not good enough, Mm -hmm. then anger, 
straight sadness. Like it, what what feels to me like a general sense of sad is usually comprised of so many other feelings. Yeah. That if you are like fully naming them all as they come up, I think you can work through them more easily and more quickly because you are understanding what's happening. That's great. And you also are seeing them as feelings that are coming up as opposed to just a part of you. Like I am just sad. Mm-hmm. I am angry. It's like nope. Right now I'm having sadness. I'm having anger. Uh, and there's a part in the book where she talks about inviting them to sit next to you like a friend. So instead of like fighting it, you feel sadness and just like invite them to have a seat next to you. Oh, it's like Inside um, Out. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. That was a great movie. Really good. Yeah. That's so, I love that. Is it, It's called Radical Upset. Radical acceptance. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's there are books with similar titles. There's I think radical forgiveness and. But if you said the name of the author, I could be like, yes, I think that's her. Tara Brach. Yes, and she does uh, some guided meditations and stuff too. Oh, that's great. Uh, she's great. But I but I try to do that, and I think that that helps, and maybe that will help our our friend here. Yeah, to know oh, that she's I not guess... wrong to feel everything and just like let yourself feel it. Definitely not. Yeah. Also, don't text breakup. Yeah. For the most part. If you went yeah. on, like, two dates. Right. For sure. But anything more than that, like, either call them or meet up with them. Yeah. Just not in a new mommy. Preferably. Yeah. I mean, how do you recommend handling the meetup? Because if you're like, hey, can we talk? Then yeah. usually you know what's coming and it's That might bad, be better, but, though. Yeah. Like a heads up, but still, like, because that gives the other person at least a little bit of lee- leeway to prepare for right. detrimental feeling or yeah. loss. I would never bring it up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And usually if someone's going to break up with you, you kind of have an inkling already. Yeah, right. I mean, most of the time, unless you're being blindsided, and then that definitely Were you sucks. totally blindsided in the umami? No, I knew. That's why I asked to drive together. Aww. <laughs> so we break up, and I'm super silent, and then he has to drive me back to my house with our leftovers. Like, we, like, wrapped everything to go. I definitely didn't pay for it. And it was in the back of his car, and I was like, all right, Bye. Oh, but did you talk after that? Yeah, I mean, we still talk okay. now. You're it's friends now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That is good. That's nice. I want to hear about who this is after. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Offline. <laughs> I guess the one part that we didn't talk about is if she should attend the wedding. Yeah. Oh, but she says, should I attend the wedding and to make a scene? To ruin it, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't ruin it if you go. <laughs> yeah, you'll regret it, I think. For if sure. If you do that. So either go to the wedding and act like you're happy for them <laughs> or don't go at all. Yeah. It, yeah, it would not be worth your time. I think if you do decide to go, really look at why. Do mm. you want to go because you really love this girl and you want to be her friend in spite of everything and the friendship is more important? Do you want to go because you still have feelings for him and you think maybe seeing him marry somebody else will give you closure? Ooh. Like, there's so many different reasons that you might want to go. I think the more, I feel like my advice just keeps being like, check in with yourself, but really check in with yourself <laughs> to know what you are hoping to get out of it and then maybe ask a sane friend who's not in the middle of it who who like is this a good enough reason to go and if it's to ruin the wedding probably not a good reason to go oh if it's God. because you think him seeing you will give him doubts right not a good reason to go no um, that would be the worst time to be beautiful yeah like, but, but of course you're going to want to go looking beautiful of course right? you're going to be like I want to look better than the bride yes. obviously even though it's 100%. your friend what's like what would be the worst way to ruin a wedding other than like is there any objections <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> like, what's something that wouldn't officially ruin the day, but would definitely put a damper in it? Oh. Like, if you went and you were like, I want to just go and do one little thing. Like, send send a nude or partially nude photo to the groom <laughs> or bride, depending on which side you're. Like, I would just be so horrified. You check your, you grab your 
guy's phone for whatever reason and there's like a nude picture of a lady, that'd be pretty bad. Wow. What would I do that would, I guess not ruin the wedding, but definitely put a damper on things? Um, ooh, I mean, like change their drinks with something gross. <laughs> Not anything like a laxative so or like... in like Nickelodeon version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put toothpaste in their martinis. <laughs> I feel like other than that, like I could cut the cords to the DJ. Oh, that's but, bad. Like, or like burn, like bring like a blowtorch and burn <laughs> the food more <laughs> than it already is burnt. I think they'd have to like applaud that planning. <laughs> like you show up with a blowtorch to burn the food <laughs> yeah. and you know how to use it and you're not hurting anyone. You're just burning the food. Very true. It's pretty impressive. And I guess I couldn't really cut through durable cords that would be on like CDJs. So like I don't really know how I would ruin it besides, yeah, like visine in a drink or like <laughs> olives. But I just don't like olives. <laughs> That'd be a wonderful treat for other wedding yes. guests. <laughs> like, look at all these olives. Why are you catering their wedding? By the way, I've never sent a nude photo because I'm terrified. I didn't realize that you were saying, how would you? I was just oh. thinking, what is another way to ruin a wedding? That is a way. Well, you couldn't. didn't have to be yours. You could yeah, go- yeah. Google it. I could Google it? You could Google a nude to send somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it didn't have to be yours. That's true. I've never sent a nude either. A fun thing to do at a wedding. Um, <laughs> dance. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds bad. Dances. Dance is good. No, we were on the way to Jake's wedding yeah. in the bus, and it was so hot, and I took a picture of me and Amir, and then it, like, shows up, like, who you want to airdrop it to. Oh, oh. And so I just clicked everybody, like, just strangers. And then people were coming up to me. Oh, I got a picture of you earlier on the bus. And that was fun. It was a great way to make friends. Oh, that's really <laughs> good. Airdrop to random phones. I've seen that on the internet where like people are trying to pick people up at a bar and it's like, I'll buy you two drinks and it's like airdropping to like nearby people. Whoa. But I wonder if that actually works. Yeah, because at a bar you can't you can't control who it's if it's a stranger, you can't control who you're sending it to. Exactly. It's so someone like, might come up who Yeah. You don't want to buy a drink for. Exactly. For whom you don't want to buy a drink. <laughs> I was listening to a thing about linguistics on the way here. Ooh, and that's really? like the right way. That's how you're but, you're, but nobody talks that way. That's a dumb way to talk. What's anyway. the right way to say it? Because you know, you're not supposed to end a sentence with a, with the preposition. Right. So but I said it might not be who you want to buy drinks for. And then I corrected it. It might not be the person for whom you want to buy a drink. For whom you want to buy a drink. But that's, that's but cute. it's really a stupid way to talk. It's nice. Okay, thanks. <laughs> it's appreciated. Okay, great. Um, on that note... Let's take a break while Avital gives us an extra piece of advice you can find on meganbatoon.com slash podcast, and we'll be right back. Go read a book. Yeah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Before we move on to our final question, what is happening in your world? Tell us everything. Oh my, everything? Yeah, everything. What's, let's start with stand-up. How, like, so cool, number one. Thanks. When is your next show? My next come? show is Wednesday, a week from tomorrow. I think that's true. But I have to look at my phone because I don't 17th? remember. The No, not the 17th. The 15th, Monday. The <gasps> 15th and the 25th, I have shows at Flappers. Um, and uh, I just acted in this FX series directed by Alex Karpovsky and Teddy Blanks. Cool. That hopefully will come out soon-ish. I have other things that I'm like, should I say these things or should I not? Because you can't find them anywhere right now anyway. So Ooh. then it's useless. It's not useless. Well, you're in Lonely and Horny Season 2. I am. That's right. Which is coming out very soon. That is coming out very soon. Um, and I don't know when exactly. <laughs> but it is coming out soon. No, I don't know when either. November? Does that sound right to you? That sounds right. It might be November. Yeah. I'm in an episode. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm shooting stuff. And you can see it if you go to avitalash.com or follow me at avitalash on Twitter. That's right. Yeah. How cool. What's your middle name? Dana. <gasps> I normally don't totally tell people. You could totally be a Dana just straight up, too. You think so? Mm-hmm. Interesting. No one's ever said that to me before. People are always like, Dana, because it's so different than my first name, which is, like, hard to say and <laughs> uncommon, you know? Yeah. It is definitely uncommon. You're the yeah. first Avital I've ever met. Cool. It's really That's cool. <laughs> it's true. I get called Avatar a lot. Oh, I've <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, but for different reasons. <laughs> when did you start doing stand-up? Only like a couple years ago. Really? Just barely. And I've not been like jumping in fully, but it's thankfully been going well. And it's really satisfying when, especially as a writer, an actor, like I don't have to wait on anybody to give me money to make something. Right. Uh, so it's been very empowering in that way. And it's also... I feel like this is the opposite of what every stand-up says. Everyone's like, it's so hard, and it is. But yeah. it's not as hard as having to, like, be funny and make cohesive sense like you do for writing a half-hour pilot or right. a feature. I'm like, oh, I just have to be funny, like, a line at a time. Right. And they don't all have to be serving some greater story. I mean, it's great if they are, but. Yeah. Ooh. So it's been really, like, a, a fun treat is a weird way to talk about it, but kind of. I love that. It's and more fun. You were one day like, I'm fed up with waiting. I just am going to do this on my own. Or did you always want to do stand-up? Well, I'd been, um, I've been very proactive. Like, the things that have helped my career have all been stuff that I've made when nobody would give me money. So I'm already not in the habit of waiting around. But I thought it would help me um, kind of, like, be more objective about what my voice is, right? Like, it's so obvious to me, like, your brand or your brand. And it's like, but for yourself, it's much harder. Whenever you yeah. look in the mirror, there's, like, a sense of dysmorphia. You're like, well, I don't know, what am I? So I, mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, this will help me as a writer to kind of get clearer on what my voice is or what my brand sounds like to other people. And then uh, I felt like I was good at it, and it went well. And then um, people so kept asking cool. me to do shows, so I kept doing them. That's so cool. Yeah. What's the worst part about stand-up? Oh, man. I feel like what every stand-up says uh -huh. is that it's so fun once you're on stage and that the other parts aren't as fun. 
I, when I'm on stage, I'm like so eager to get off. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. Not a stand up. I, I don't think I could ever do oh, it. Oh, I bet you could. Mm. But I really like the the writing jokes and like cracking. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to make a joke about this, but it's so dark. How do I make it funny? Right. Like, I love cracking that one. I'm like, yes, that's it. That's the funny mm-hmm. way to talk about it. I feel like you, you got to find ways to laugh about all the trauma that's happened to you. Uh, although my therapist would argue that I don't take it seriously <laughs> enough and I make jokes instead of like dealing with the pain. So maybe there's a balance. But you got to do that. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. It's like making lemonade from lemons, you know. Right. It's, uh, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Eat lemons? Eat lemons. Like? No. Ew. I actually like lemons. You, I actually like lemons. I do like them in a water or, you know, just biting into one. Le- <laughs> or just biting into like one? Like put in half, not like a, you know, like Wait, I'll take a bite of. Do you just eat lemons like that? Not like an apple, like not biting into it like that. But like I'll, yeah. But even like, still. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's so dark. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Very good. Okay. We um, are going to breeze through this. You okay. only get one tip. Okay. For what's happening in this scenario. <gasps> okay. So n- pressure's on. No elaborating. Just one thing that she should do, or one piece of advice you can give her, on to leave. Okay. Her with. Okay. Here we go. Someone I went to high school with just asked me to be her maid of honor. Interestingly enough, I'm best friends with the groom, but I'm not exactly close to the bride to be. We've had lunch once or twice, but haven't spent time together beyond that. My question is, would you spend the time, money, and effort that goes into being a maid of honor for someone you're not close to? I want to support my best friend, but is there a way to do that without taking on such a huge role in this wedding? From confused but honored? All right. One piece of advice. This one is hard to give one piece of advice because it is very weird. Yeah, there's a few layers. Definitely, but you only get one. Okay. (laughs) My main advice is if this friendship is really important to you, Mm -hmm. if the groom really matters to you, Mm -hmm. then it will be worth putting the time into his fiance because you're kind of marrying in, ideally. Yes, absolutely. That is also my tip. I will just add in that if you do end up doing that, then you can hopefully team together with another bridesmaid yes. that maybe knows her more. Yes. And then you just, you do the maid of honor duties, but you get some help from the inside source. Or even try and parlay to being a bridesmaid and not specifically maid of honor. Like, if it is more than you can bite off, yeah, don't bite do- off more than you can chew. Like, yeah, don't, then, then maybe be like, oh, I wish I could. I'm busy with X, Y, and Z, but I really want to be involved. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could. I know this is, like, the most important day of your life, but, like, oh, I can't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, well, I don't know. Just the one tip. I'm done. Just the one tip. Um, One closing tip from you about this. Sound off. I have a feeling that this bride-to-be asked the best friend of the groom to be maid of honor because maybe she wants to show, like, hey, (gasps) I love you a lot. You're my groom's best friend and I want you to be one of my best friends too so I'm going to give you this very high position what a high position yeah, to give though the true, highest yes. of position I it's mean true. you're going to be my maid of honor because I trust nobody else Aww, <laughs> and so like I can't imagine just giving that to somebody could never but maybe that's her show maybe she's not a very verbal person and she's showing you with this so I would just take it as like a huge compliment and invitation to be good and be there for everybody. 
Yeah. And go for it. Like, do the best you can possibly do. Do yes. the best you can do. I think that's great advice. I do, too. It's nice that she's not being iced out. That happens with friendships a lot when somebody gets in a relationship. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think we did a great job. I would all thank you so much. Thank you so for much. Helping. You guys are delightful. We helped three lives. And you yeah. helped ours just being here. <sighs> Oh, what an honor. <laughs> uh, where can we find you on the internet? I know you said it one time, but one more time. Why did I do that before? You didn't ask me to. <laughs> um, it's Avital. A, V as in Victor, I-T-A-L, Avital. That's my first name, Ash, A-S-H. At, I almost. <laughs> at, were you going to give us our, your email address? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's so used to saying that to customer service people on the phone. <laughs> Um, no, it's pretty easy to guess my email address. I'll just say I'm at Avital Ash. Really good stuff. At me, at my name. My at name is Avital.com. Dang it, that's my <laughs> other email address. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram, I'm followed by such luminaries as Megan Batoon. That's right. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style with your age so we don't out your true persona. Also rate us five stars because I am still temporarily blinded from my nail driving fiasco and would love to blink without it scraping on my cornea. And what will remedy that? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>